Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Thought Leaders Lounge, an ongoing conversation with Family Compass. I'm your host, Chad Black, and today I'm so excited to welcome two Family Compass staff members. We have Michelle Lyles, a parent aide case manager, and Jessica Pintoha, a bilingual parent aide case manager. Hi, ladies. Hi. Hi, How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Doing good. Glad that you can be with us today. Thank you. So kind of want to just start, we always love to hear about journeys, and I'd love to hear um, kind of what brought you to Family Compass. How did you make your way to us? Michelle, do you want to? Sure. Well, I moved to Texas in 2014, and um, previous to that, I had been an in-home family case manager for Mm -hmm. eight years (laughs) at a place called Families First. And so when I moved here, it was pretty incredible that I found a job doing in-home parenting as well Mm. at Family Mm -hmm. Outreach in 2014. And then we merged with Family Compass. That's right. Yeah. That's right. How about you, Jessica? So when I finished my bachelor's, I went directly to CPS. Mm. And so I knew everything that was going on within the homes. Um, So after that, I went to domestic violence shelter. And then I was Mm -hmm. like, hmm, I need to figure this out. We need to really help these families, you know, Uh, because they were all in crisis. Um, So when I found found out about Family Compass, I knew I needed to be involved in this organization and really help these families, you know, go in because, you know, like Michelle and I, we're going into the homes, you know, and we're really knowing what's going on and trying to prevent, you know, that abuse and neglect that's going on in the home. Absolutely. So, you know, it sounds like you kind of, you worked a lot on the intervention Mm -hmm. side before what some people just kind of catching everyone up for our audience, you know, Family Compass works on the prevention side of things. And so the parent aid program, it's, it's the, the longest program I think that we have had in our, in our service work, um, or with the home mentoring services. So, and it's a secondary prevention program. Is that correct? Correct. So what does secondary prevention mean? So most of our families are coming from CPS. Mm -hmm. So our goal is try to prevent the parents to abuse or neglect their children again. Um, And so our, you know, we are going into their homes, helping them um, with whatever they might possibly need. Um, Parenting, of course, um, Case management. Um, what else, Miss Michelle? <laughs> I mean, they might be dealing with their own emotions, mm-hmm. stuff that's happened to them in their past. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just encouraging them to get individual counseling, if that makes sense for them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they could be dealing with housing issues or just not being stable in their life. So, yeah. But you don't you would you say <laughs> that you kind of have to tailor it around the individual family, because every family, not everyone's the same, right? Exactly. So they're all coming with very different needs at very different places. Would you agree with that? Yes. Oh, yes. You kind of have to address those Mm -hmm. things. Yes. Address everything. And, you know, when we are initially going into the home, we are asking them a lot of questions, you know, and I always tell them from the beginning, I am asking these questions so I get I can get to know you, who you are, your family dynamics, your past childhood, you know, all of this stuff. So I can better understand you as Mm -hmm. your family, you as an individual, you know, so I can better with our curriculum, better help you. Absolutely. So speaking of curriculums, um, I know that you all implement the nurturing families curriculum. So what does that consist of? 
like Jessica was saying, we start off really letting them know that we're going to be asking them a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. Um, We have several assessments, some that have to do with the children's development, some that have to do with parental stress. Um, And so once we take take all those assessments, we come up with a goal plan for the Mm -hmm. family. And we work with families up to two years. So that might mean that in the beginning, we're really just addressing their immediate goals. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we let them know if if it's ne- needed, we'll like come in and talk about routines, talk about um, discipline. But if like the more pressing concern is housing or trauma or domestic violence, we'll mm-hmm. deal with that first. Sure. <clears throat> and then we'll try to slowly like bring the curriculum in, bring the lessons mm-hmm. in. Um, there's some introductory lessons that we want to make sure we cover on like empathy and patience. Mm-hmm. Um, so just kind of like some ground stuff. And then we build on it from there. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like, like when families come, like the stability sounds like, uh, like a primary focus first, oh, yeah. right? To kind of get them stable to where you can then bring in sort of the curriculum. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. It's really a mix between like the hierarchy of needs, like mm-hmm. Maslow, and then also um, where the family is on their journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like some people are really ready. They're self-aware. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, wow, I'm not patient. Like I noticed that about myself <laughs> and I don't know what to do. And then there's some families that <clears throat> either there's just too much going on and that's that's okay. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, they just don't see it. They don't understand it yet. Um, so we just try to meet them like where they're at. Kind of where they're at. That's perfect. That's great. So would you consider like is, is our uh, home entering services, are they court mandated or is it more of like a referral system that we use to get people to come on board with us? So for our program, it's not court mandated. Um, We receive referrals from CPS, either investigation or family-based safety services. Mm -hmm. And of course, keep in mind, our services are voluntary. So Mm -hmm. we tell that family, uh, you know, from the beginning, because CPS is able to offer or send them to a one day class and get their, you know, their, their certificate. Sure. We explain these are, this is what we're offering case management, parenting, support, coaching, mentoring, all of right. that. And sometimes they, they grasp and they say, Oh yeah, like, like that's something that I need to try not to get CPS back involved in my life. Absolutely. So more long-term. Correct. It sounds like, so how long, like typically how long is the program? So it's up to two years. Oh, okay. So we tell them the okay. minimum six months, mm-hmm. um, but my most of my family stay up to two years. Gotcha. A lot of my Hispanic families, mm-hmm. you know, they grass. And when I'm talking to them about the year mark, hey, it's time to almost start closing. We're going to start getting there every other week kind of thing. Yeah. They're like, no, I don't want that. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I'm just here for two years. Remember that. Right. So for me, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah, if you think about like if a family's not in a place to make those changes yet, <clears throat> but they want the services, you know, you could take six months or a year mm-hmm. to kind of address the other things. Right. And then they're in a place where they have everything off the table and they have time to think about routines and mm-hmm. nutrition right. and for their children. Yeah. And things probably maybe they've never even thought of or been introduced to right. maybe in their lives. That's incredible. Yeah, that's really incredible. So, I mean, Jessica, you mentioned a lot of your family stay with you, mm-hmm. you know, for the full term. Yes. Um, so what what's that like? Can you share a little bit of your experience maybe with a family yeah. that that's really stuck with you or really inspired you? 
Yeah, so I have a current dad right now. Um, we're really trying to push to work with uh, fathers. Um, mm-hmm. So I got initially got this father. Mom passed away due to COVID, mm-hmm. and he has two daughters. Um, maternal grandmother was really trying to fight, you know, over for the girls, have, have the girls in her care. Dad was like, no, like, these are my daughters. Like, I really need to, they need to be with me. And I was like, for sure. So he, you know, when I think of this man, when you want to think about this man visually, he is your typical Mexican construction man. Mm -hmm. Like he is a short bald head man but he is such a sweetheart. He yeah. wants to learn, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so initially he was just like, I don't know, another woman trying to tell me what to do kind of thing. And I was just very vulnerable with him. I was like, I understand like your pain, like mm-hmm. you're going through a lot. You lost your wife. Your daughters are going through so much. They're telling you that one of your daughters suicidal, like, mm-hmm. you know, um, you have to manage a home. You have to do your daughter's hairs, yeah. you know, like try to put some little <laughs> right. something on them. Something with yes, it. Right. Make exactly. them look, you know, decent for school. Right. He's like, but you're, you're doing all this by yourself. Mm. You know, you're doing this. And he is at the beginning. He said, I'm only doing this for six months. Okay. okay. You, we're going to do this. <laughs> I got a call we'll last see. time. He's like, I want to do this for two years. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. I will be here with you for two years and I will help you. And he's a talker. Like I can be on the phone just driving and he's just talking and I'm just listening to him. And sometimes that's all he needs, you know, some reassurance, you know, you're, you got this, you're doing this. Like, like I'm so proud of you, like for, Mm -hmm. you know, stepping up, fighting for your daughters and making sure that, you know, you're present there because, you know, not a lot of fathers are there for their children, you know, but he is one that has really stuck and, he, you can tell he just loves his daughters. Mm. That's all he wants. Mm. But that's a reflection on you too. Mm. Yeah, you know, that he yeah. trusts you. That that, yeah. that he feels that support mm-hmm. that encourages him to stick with this and to exactly. continue moving forward. So exactly, kudos to you. Thank you. Kudos to you and Thank this you. gentleman. You're doing yes. you're doing good. Thank you. If you're listening, you're doing good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How about you, Michelle? Has there been an experience or a family that you've worked with that stuck with you? Sure. So many. Um, but most recently I have a single mom who had, um, an eight year old son and talking about like barriers and things Mm -hmm. that come before. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. when I met her, she said, Oh no, I'm doing fine. You know, um, I'm not that stressed. I, you know, have good coping skills. Cause we talk a lot about Mm self-care, a lot about self-care. When I talk about patience and like being able to have patience and empathy for your child you can't have that if you're not taking care of yourself right if you don't have anything inside of yourself that's keeping you going you can't give that to your put the mask on first right yeah kind of philosophy exactly um so then it ended up coming out after a few months that um she did have an alcohol addiction um and so then going back to the whole like are you ready to change it was like Mm -hmm. she had um we had like kind of an intervention meeting and she was like, yeah, I'm ready. Like I'm already came with a, I heard about this like AA group. I'm going on Friday. Okay. Okay. We'll see how this goes. Great. And she went and she was laughing. She was like, yeah, everyone there It was in the morning. Everyone there's like a senior and I'm in my twenties, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. And they were like so supportive. And I'm telling you a year passed and she was so connected there. And 
you know, she was no longer using alcohol for coping. We were also talking about what she was doing, you know, exercising right. and just having community. And so, yeah, I mean, a year passed. Right. And it's not like we didn't talk about parenting, but, um, you know, it was just those obstacles. And so we had that time in Parent Aid to be able to have her heal herself. And so she could start talking about parenting. And it's interesting because like after that year, then all of a sudden she was bringing up these topics like, well, what about a bedtime routine? And like, <laughs> you know, I don't feel safe with this babysitter. <laughs> Things that she never thought about that before. Have, right? Yeah. Exactly. All of a sudden she was talking about like, oh, is this the right school for him? And like, mm -hmm. should he get tested for things? So it's just really cool to see her bring those things up because mm -hmm. her mind was clear and she was in a good spot. I love that. I love yeah. that. Awesome. You know, the way that I've always looked at the work that we do here, and I think I look at it across the board in all of our programming, is we are showing parents another way. Like maybe they're on this path, mm -hmm. the path whether it was chosen for them or one that they've chosen. And it's like we come along and say, but what if, what if there's this over here that we can walk with you and, and mm -hmm. maybe discover that? So, yeah, I don't know. I just... Anytime I'm I'm able to talk with you all, I'm just always blown away by the work that you do on a daily basis. That is not easy. Mm -mm. Um, it's not sure. I mean, you don't mm -mm. know. You're dealing with humans and yeah. human emotions, and the fact that you that you work so hard and you work so closely and you truly, truly, truly are changing lives. I mean, it's pretty incredible. Mm -hmm. And I just just you're here. I want to tell you that face to face. Mm -hmm. That just thank you for that work. It's really incredible work. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to FR Strategies for sponsoring this episode of Thought Leaders Lounge. FR Strategies is a fundraising consulting firm that specifically partners with DFW area nonprofits led by Jessica Rhodes, who has more than 13 years of nonprofit leadership and fundraising experience. Since 2019, FR Strategies' purpose has been to help nonprofit leadership focus on what's really important in order to advance their mission. FR Strategies provides general consulting services, but their most in-demand service is event logistics support, so organizations can focus on relationships with their supporters and less on event management. Want to get more done and help more people? Then visit www.f-rstrategies.com to learn more. When Community Education and Outreach, when they were here, they were talking about a lot of different mm -hmm. things that we do um, within the community. Mm -hmm. And one thing that they mentioned was our car seat program. And Jessica, I know that you you kind of lead that initiative. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that, what that does, what that means? What our goal is to try to provide the parents with the appropriate car seats mm -hmm. because what happens is most of it, car seats are expensive. Yes. Like very, I'm trying to buy very. a car seat for my niece and I'm like, a hundred dollars. What are we doing? <laughs> you know, a, that's yeah, not, exactly. they're expensive. So imagine, you know, some car seats are passed down. Like my nephew uses it. So I'm going to give it to, you know, to the, to a client or, you know, to a friend or whatever. And it's like, no, you're not supposed to give someone, you know, a used car seat right. because you don't know the history of the car right. seat, you know, right. or Car seats have expiration dates. So you got to toss those, yep. you know, in the dumpster, you know, get those out there. So our goal is to try to provide everyone that um, 
needs a car seat, a car seat, you know, depending on the age, the age, the height. Mm -hmm. Um, So it can be all all the way till six, seven years old. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it depends. So it depends on the child because, you know, there's some children are their weight is, you know, they're smaller smaller, or their their height is, you know, they're a little bit shorter. So it depends on that. But, you know, we try to host two car seat events every Mm -hmm. year, you know, in April and in the fall Mm -hmm. um, to try to give some out in the community and sometimes i get calls from like different organizations hey i heard you guys give out car seats yep (laughs) how can (laughs) i help you (laughs) right that kind of thing so i love that but you know what i love so much is there's an education piece that goes with it it's not just here's your car seat no good luck see you later there's an education piece to really teach them that car seat safety so exactly yeah again i mean it's just i think the work it's just so layered there's Mm -hmm. just all these layers Mm -hmm to what we do here, which is great. Yes. That's great. Ladies, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. It was a pleasure being here. Thank you. Thank you for your work. So as always, we want to leave you with a quote to take with you into the world. And today's quote is by Louise Hart. And she says, do unto your children as you wish your parents had done to you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Thought Leaders Lounge. Stay tuned for the next episode coming out in a couple of weeks where we'll talk about fun upcoming events. Be sure to subscribe to Thought Leaders Lounge on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can find the latest agency updates on social media. We're on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram, all at Family Compass. See you next time.